Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I am Anthony Irwin. Today's show, LeBron James switches numbers. Anthony Davis keeps his. Uh, You have the Lakers wanting to keep it together. Some of the Lakers wanting to keep it together. And uh, the the reaction to it. Should the Lakers retire 23-6 and if the Lakers win a championship while LeBron is wearing that second number? All of that here in a bit. Starting with jersey numbers, LeBron is going to go from 23 to the number 6. This follows the Space Jam number change that he is going to have in that movie. So he is going to uh, make that change and sell a whole bunch of new LeBron James Lakers jerseys. I'm I'm kind of curious how this one goes. I think, I mean, he's incredibly popular. So it's still going to be one of the the leaders in the country or in the sport for uh, jerseys sold this year. But I do kind of wonder if people are just kind of sick of the jersey number changes by this point. Like, or or even, not even just the jersey numbers, and this is beyond LeBron's control, but Nike and the way that they manage jerseys, where the Lakers have, over the course of the last few years, roughly 3,000 different jerseys have been used uh, in various games. And so I, I kind of wonder if at this point uh, the market saturation is such that fans are just going to get sick of it maybe stick with number 23, maybe one of the the original purple or gold, or maybe the, the you know, if, if you really like one of the retro jerseys that we've seen the last couple times. But but even there, Nike makes it really difficult to go out and get that jersey, and uh, which, you know, follows the way that they handle their shoe sales as well. But I do kind of wonder if we're going to hit a point where people buying these jerseys maybe just say, all right, enough. Let's <laughs> they're a hundred dollars a piece. What are we doing here? Another question that pops up from this uh jersey switch from LeBron James is he's already won one championship in the number 23. We know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh it let's say he goes out and wins a championship with number six. Do the Lakers retire both? Do the re- do they retire one of them? Do they retire the number 29? Uh, how do they handle this? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Personally, I think you, you pick one of the numbers and you say, this is going to be the one that you retire for LeBron. The other one you can say, you know, kind of unofficially, nobody's going to wear the number six or whatever, but, but Kobe meant, I think too much to the Lakers, uh, to, to only a few years removed from his two jerseys being retired, two jersey numbers, that is, being retired, uh, you you immediately turn around and do that for a player who will have been a Laker for maybe five or six years, or seven tops, I think. So, I, I personally, I think you choose one of them. Uh, I know there are a lot of LeBron fans who would say he's worthy of the uh, honor of having both of those. I, I, I don't begrudge anybody. It's one of those things where I'm mostly apathetic either way. But I would, I would prefer that Kobe is the only Laker ever to have two jerseys retired. In silver screen and roll analysis news, uh, Christian Rivas put together an article asking whether the Lakers should roll it back uh, and, and the case for and against it. I advise you guys go to check that out. He asks a few questions. Is it possible? Who can they bring back? Uh, does it make sense to bring them back? Uh, and, and, and all of that stuff. 
and I, I, I really enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed the way that it's kind of designed and, and all of that. And the points that he make are, are very uh, worthwhile to, to look over. And I don't want to give anything away because I want you guys to go read it. So I'm going to give my two cents on the matter. Maybe more than two cents. Uh, I, I, I tend to give more than two cents when I, when I give my thoughts on stuff. Look, the Lakers this year, when healthy, were the best team in the NBA at the time. We didn't see them healthy together after Brooklyn acquired James Harden, which changes things, right? It changes the math on things. And we'll see how the rest of this postseason goes. We'll see what this offseason looks like for, for all of those guys out there in Brooklyn. And, and we'll see uh, if, if they are able to win this year and how handily they'll be able to do so. If they just boat race everybody and it looks like the Lakers... Uh, might need a third star to match up with that group, then you have to think about moving Kuzma, moving Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and and going out and getting a, a third star. If not star, but a, a, a player C, basically, right? If they, if, the, if they, meaning the Brooklyn Nets, struggle a little bit, then you say, oh, well, all right, let's, let's, let's run it back to the extent that we can, and you bring back KCP, you bring back Kuzma, they're already under contract, you bring back Alex Caruso, you even bring back Dennis Schroeder because you aren't going to have very many options beyond him. And then you bring back uh, Taylor Horton Tucker because uh, unless you get some godfather offer, he will be probably your most attractive trade chip next year. So now you have your core. Uh, you also have, if, if uh, Marcus all opts in, I don't think Montrose Hill is going to opt in. I don't think Andre Drummond is going to uh, be back next year. And then I think you're capable of bringing back uh, Wesley Matthews and Markeith Morris if that is the kind of thing that you're really interested in doing. Let's say you bring that group back. You start the season next year. You you add the remaining pieces to fill out the roster. And, and you start out next year and you pick up right where you left off when everybody was healthy at the beginning of, of last year. And you say, all right. This is a squad. This is this is what we have. Awesome, fantastic, and and if you think that you can go toe to toe with the the three headed monster out there in Brooklyn, who they aren't going to be the same team next year. I don't think Blake Griffin is going to return to them on the veterans minimum. So if you if you think that you can go toe to toe with that group, then I can understand where you're coming from on that. I personally still, however, think that you need to upgrade. So what I think the likeliest scenario is you bring the guys back that you can bring back, and then you look to uh, move a Dennis Schroeder at, uh, in, in December when his contract, next December, uh, when, when his contract is uh, now fully guaranteed and, and you can include it in trades. I think that's kind of the likeliest scenario here, but I thought they were going to run it back last season so who knows and look there's something to be said about the fact that they didn't run back a championship team but now might run back a first round exit team I, I that that part kind of would confuse me a little bit as well last kind of thought on this one they are going to have a draft pick in this year's NBA draft and while I know it's going to be bandied about about whether they move it on draft night because I believe that's the only night that they can actually move that thing if they do move that pick that night 
that would signal that they are going all in, and in which case that pick, Kuzma, Caruso, uh, Kuzma and KCP are probably going to be combined for some type of third star. And at that point, the guys that you have under bird rights, Alex Caruso, Dennis Schroeder, those guys become even more important. So that's just something to, to, to really keep an eye on. Like I said in yesterday's show, Rapalinka said he's allowed to go into the luxury tax. So long story short, the Lakers have, have their options. And this offseason is going to be a frenetic one. Surprise, surprise, the Lakers are going to make headlines. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. I am Anthony Irwin telling you guys to have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and we will talk to you tomorrow.